Thanks for listening to the Woodward Podcast Network. Check out more shows by searching for us on Spreaker or wherever you catch your podcasts. The Woodward Podcast Network with Krupka Dental Associates. Hello, this is Dr. John Krupka from Krupka Dental. We now have the Saleo Laser. You can have your fillings done without needles nor drills. We are a full-service dental office and always accepting new patients. To learn more about me and my friendly team, visit KrupkaDental.com. The Annex Wealth Management Show is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation. Know the difference. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. Hey, Appleton, and hello, Fox Valley. Here we go on the Annex Wealth Management Show, WHBY. Today, Thursday, January 20th, the things that we're talking about. Dave, any chance? Did you see the fireball this morning? Did you I hear did about not, this? No. Yeah, a couple people from here have, have been talking about it. About 6.45 in the morning, it was... Some people call it a meteor, some call it a, a fireball. Okay, let's talk well, about the cold. Well, yeah, I mean, hopefully <laughs> it heated things up. Yeah, not enough. And then, of course, we're going to talk about the Packers a little bit. But this is the Annex Wealth Management Show. It's an hour that we spend with you and talk about a number of different topics. The guys are about to kind of dig in deep on some X's and O's. We're also going to talk about planning stuff, estate planning, how to make it easier for your trustee to carry out your wishes. Dennis Johnson is coming up. What if you love your job and you want to keep going? Well, we're going to talk about the advantages of working longer. Also, Annex helps clients perform hundreds of Roth conversions a year. Is it right for you? How does it work? We're going to cover that. I'm Danny Clayton. Derek Felsky is in the studio. He is our chief investment officer. Hey, Derek. Good afternoon. And Dave Spano, our president and CEO, Annex Wealth Management. Welcome officially. Yeah, it was a little chilly for sure. And it's chilly in the in the markets as well. Dow Jones down over 300 points. And the NASDAQ now down 12% and clearly in correction mode. We're watching this closely. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I would characterize as a market that's bent but not broken. I mean, we're just entering earnings season. We have yet to hear from the vast majority of companies. But I think what punctuated today was Peloton basically announced that they're going to cut, they're going to stop producing their bicycles because they have an oversupply situation. Yeah. So there's certainly, as earnings come out, and we talk about this every quarter, companies have to put their report cards out for us to take a look at. And some of them are going to have easy comparisons and some of them are not. And so that's why every stock is going to be very important after the market today, Netflix closed and they sunk substantially uh, down about 50 or $60 after the market closed today. So each one of these earnings reports are going to be important and there's going to be a divergence from those who are making money and those that don't. Yeah, clearly, the, the companies that actually make stuff that aren't trading at more than 10 times revenues are actually holding up reasonably well. It's it's the high flyers, the ones that are, have earnings you know, 2025, 2030, that kind of time frame. They're the ones that are getting hammered because they just don't have any valuation support. And there's a lot of extraneous circumstances that are pushing the market as well. And we're watching a lot of them. But one thing tomorrow to, to watch for, folks, is there's expiration of options that will probably provide more volatility again tomorrow. But there's all of these circumstances and these stories that we're watching. You talk about China, and we'll get to Russia, but China for sure, their GDP grew at 8.1%. And they are cutting rates while we are talking about raising rates. That's not good for them. 
Uh, no, their their economy is clearly slowing. I was looking at some of the other property developers, not just Evergrande, the one we've talked about on the show before, and they're all having similar problems. They're, they're having difficulty raising capital. Housing prices are starting to decline. That has a negative effect on Chinese consumer confidence, and that affects the economy. Yeah, and so if the Fed does what they're telegraphing, which is to raise rates perhaps three times later this year while China is doing the opposite, their currency gets devalued, and companies that make stuff in China and sell it to the U.S., which is our, we're the biggest consumer, uh, it's going to be harder. The prices are going to be up. So we're going to have to watch what's happening. And the circumstance that you talked about with real estate developers is certainly something to watch as well. And then I want to move to the other side of the world, which is what's happening with Russia. And Russia is on the doorstep of Ukraine. And there's certainly tough talk coming out of the United States. Yeah, the president yesterday in his press conference essentially suggested he actually believes they will invade, which kind of surprised me. Uh, but then you start to read about all the other potential uh, sanctions that we could impose. So who knows how that's going to play out. The other thing I want to point out, too, is today we had jobless claims, and they rose actually to 286,000 the week of January 15th. There had been some talk that the, perhaps the Fed in the March meeting would, ra- would hike raise interest rates to 50 basis points. That seems to take that off the table. And so, Danny, so much going on. Of course, we talked about earnings first, then we talked about China, we talked about Russia, and we talked about the jobs reports. All of that is going to have impact on how the pricing of markets Go. There's a lot that goes into the mix, and you need a steady hand at the tiller for investment, retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning. That's what Annex Wealth Management does. We do it day in and day out, and we do it as a fee-only fiduciary. The place to start, go to our website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. If you need to call, that's no problem. Our number is 903-9800, 903-9800. You want to meet with us in person? That's easy, too. 2801 East Enterprise Avenue is where we're at in Appleton. That's easy to find. That's right off of Ballard. But again, it all starts at AnnexWealth.com. Click in that Get Started button. You know, Danny, uh, Derek was just talking about the jobs report, and you and I were looking at it earlier in the day, and there's a significant jump we saw this morning. But do the question is is the trend changing? And what's our it, overall unemployment rate is still what three point nine three point nine percent. So that's good. Yeah. Right? So that's good. And this has to be Omicron, right? It, that, it's it's just, part of that. It could be the weather, right? Yeah. I mean, there's weather and there's continuing to be weather. I talked to a friend of mine in Boston earlier today, and they're expecting you know below zero, which is pretty unusual for the Northeast to get that cold. So a lot of that is going to go into it as well. People forget that weather does have an impact on on hiring, and so that also is something to watch. The 10-year Treasury, Derek, uh, back up to about 1.85%. And we've talked about a 2% 10-year Treasury for a, a couple of months now. Right. And, it, you know, many people would suggest that a 2% interest rate really shouldn't be much of a struggle for the U.S. economy. The other thing I think that's going on is at the end of last year, you know, there, there were certain sectors of the market that really performed fabulously, financials, energy, technology. And no one really wants to take profits right in front of the end of the year because they don't want to you know, pay the pay tax taxes. bill. Right. So there's a lot of pent-up selling pressure. I remember in 2000, this is what happened. You know, we had a huge run-up in tech stocks in 1999. We had a really sharp pullback the first two weeks. And then we had a rip-roaring rally, which essentially marked the top of the tech bubble. Yeah, yeah well, that's not a good sign. But, it, you know, just to clear up what Derek said. So if you sell something, a capital gain, in December, for example, if you sold it three weeks ago, you have to pay it in April of this year. If you wait to the next calendar year, you can 
delay that payment all the way until April of 2023. So that, that is the reason why people were doing that. And therefore, you're going to start maybe see a little selling throughout the year. All of these uh, other circumstances, though, Derek, certainly could make people queasy about what's happening in the markets. And that's the reason why these earnings reports are so important, right? And as they come out, if you own one of these stocks or a mutual fund with stocks in them, these reports will be significant. Right. And, you know, I, I don't I didn't mean to suggest that, you know, a bear market is in the process of, of, of occurring because the economy does look like it's in pretty solid shape. And we really didn't lead, lead the end of year cycles that you normally see in terms of the economy. We shut the economy down right. deliberately. So we didn't reach those excesses with wage gains and high inflation, all the rest. And this inflationary trend that we've seen recently, while it is certainly alarming and is causing the Fed to perhaps, you know, take a little bit of money, a little bit of money out of out of the system, isn't really the type of thing you typically see. Usually, you see markets run up in front of rate hikes and actually continue to progress because the economy is on strong footing. Well, almost eight minutes into the show, it's the first time we heard the word inflation, right? And you can't wow, get away not from bad. it. Yeah, not so bad. pretty good. Getting back to the IRS real quick. I mean, there's tax planning, and then there's you're paying your taxes. Do you see what they're predicting for the tax season? How how strapped the IRS oh, right, is because they don't have enough people wow, and they're yeah. getting pushed around. I did read that article, so. Of course, you know, they're human beings, too, but uh, obviously people don't want to pay more taxes, and so that's going to be a planning is going to be part of that. And in harvesting losses like you could do in December, as we were talking about, or perhaps delaying those gains into 2022 means that you don't have to pay taxes in 2023 until 2023, I should say, Danny. That is tax planning at its basic core, and that's what we do. It's not just tax compliance. It's not just filling out your return. It's planning throughout the year. There's a whole lot more. Yep. Uh, Dave talks about tax planning. How about estate planning? We do that. We do retirement planning. We do investment planning. We do all of that, and we do it as a fee-only fiduciary. We've been doing it for a long time in Wisconsin, and we would like to partner with you if you need the help, and we can get you through 2022 and to the retirement that you desire. It all starts on our website at AnnexWealth.com. You click the Get Started button. That starts what is called Wealth Metric. That's all of our insight with our technology, answering some important questions. How are you doing and what might you be missing? How about that? It all starts at AnnexWealth.com. Just click that Get Started button. There's more to come. Stick around. The Annex Wealth Management Show, WHBY. Know the difference and a fee-only fiduciary model that works in your best interest. Can your advisor say that? This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management, joined by Jill Martin, estate planning attorney at Annex Wealth Management. Welcome back. Thanks, Danny. So this segment was inspired by a recent conversation you had with a client regarding trustees and he was driven to a point of frustration and exclaimed something to you. Yeah, he basically didn't want to leave his kids with the headache of being a trustee because he was going through it with his dad and just decided, I'm going to simplify everything and make everything payable on death to my kids. This is your world. You see this all the time, but I see this with my friends and family where messes Poor kids have to just dig through messes. And then others, it just goes so clean. It does. And that really goes to a certain point of how much did you do during your lifetime to properly plan your estate, get it in good order so that it's really easy for your kids after you're gone. So here we are, and we're going to have a little chat about how to make things easier for your trustee, because bottom line, if the I's aren't dotted and the T's aren't crossed, those left behind trying to figure out aspects of an estate plan will be pulling their hair out. Let's start with a couple of definitions. First off, I, I hear executor, I hear trustee, I hear, I hear all sorts of things. Let's start with trustee. 
Yeah. So a trustee is a person that you name that has the fiduciary duty and responsibility to kind of settle all of your final affairs after you've passed away. Um, And that's done when you use a revocable trust as part of your main estate planning document. Why do I think that sounds like an executor? Because it does. Um, So an executor has all of those same responsibilities, but an executor works operating under a last will and testament and has to be legally appointed by the court so that the probate court supervises what that executor does. How often are trustees confused with executors? All the time, right? Because they have the same function. So their job is to wrap up and settle someone's affairs after they passed away. It's just a matter of, is it under a last will and testament or is it under a revocable trust agreement? So they have the same duties, but it actually gets to be kind of a fine point that we have to clarify. So let's go back to the client's frustration with being a trustee when his dad died. What kinds of things was he experiencing? Yeah. So the number one thing here was that he, his dad had not really organize his financial affairs. He had probably 10 or 15 different accounts in the name of his trust or payable to his trust. So the son, as the trustee, had to go contact all of these different financial organizations and institutions to start collecting assets and get information and say, hey, I'm the trustee now that my dad's died. So it was a lot of work just to gather information, much less figure out, now what do I do going forward? You want to make things easier for your heirs. I mean, absolutely, positively, got to consolidate. Yeah. And so that's the number one thing that I talk to people about a lot is we have a lot of clients who they like to diversify and have things with multiple advisors and multiple banks and financial institutions. And as we get older, you know, that A, gets harder for you to track, but it's almost nearly impossible for your family to figure out. So what we want to do is start kind of consolidating that stuff down. Use one primary banking institution. Use one primary investment advisor or a brokerage firm. It just makes things so much easier for someone else to step into your shoes and manage your financial life. Wouldn't it just stink if you had money that really should be going to your loved ones and it's just out on an island and you've forgotten about it? And that happens. That happens more often than we think with random old life insurance policies that nobody knew about or an old brokerage account that has just lingered out there for so long you've forgotten it even exists. Oh, yeah. Hey, what's it mean when you suggest that when using a trust, you need to fund it? Is that fund like money fund? Fund it. So what we talk about with a revocable trust is is you need to get assets titled into the name of the trust. So instead of Danny Clayton owning a brokerage account, right, the brokerage account is titled in the Danny Clayton revocable trust account, okay? And what that means is that means that brokerage account is owned by that trust, so it's already there. It's really easy for your trustee to take that over after you're gone. Well, it sounds more big time for me, too. I got an irrevocable trust. Well, there How about you go. That? Yeah. I so, just upgraded you. <laughs> thank you. Housekeeping standpoint, who is it that does this? A lot of times it's the work of the client. So when you go and you put that estate plan together, most estate planning attorneys are going to give you a nice letter of instruction that says, here are the accounts that you need to title into the name of your trust. Here are what your beneficiary designations need to say so we get things into your trust. And then what happens is, is it's on the client to go ahead and kind of go through their financial statement and say, I did it for my IRA here, and I did it on my 401k, and I did this on my house, and I did this on my vacation property, right? It's on the client to do that, and a lot of clients don't, and that's where trustees run into a lot of frustration. I frustrated my boys so much when they were 16, 17 years old. I think I can not do it when I'm no longer here. How about that? That's a fair statement, but some people don't think about it. They think, hey, I did this great estate plan, and I'm done. Yeah. 
but there has there's follow through and homework that needs to be done. For investment, retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning, we do it as a fee-only fiduciary. Know the difference? Website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Start the wealth metric process. Jill Martin, estate planning attorney at Annex Wealth Management. Thank you. You're welcome. Annex Wealth Management Show, WHBY, Thursday, January 20th. Real quick, uh, Dave, last week at this time, we talked about that Charlie Barron's thing, Charlie Barron's of Manitowoc Minute, yeah. doing a benefit on Friday, March 4th at Waverly Beach in Menasha, and the proceeds benefiting, benefiting the Wisconsin Alumni Association, of, of which you know we're a proud sponsor of, of course, the yeah. University of Wisconsin. Charlie's that is a funny f- guy. He's a funny guy. That's the Fox Valley Chapter Scholarship Fund. Quick update, uh, whatever we did, Really spurred a lot of people to buy tickets. So oh, is that right? It's, it's, I think, approaching a sellout, there's less than 100 tickets. I, I think Charlie has more to do with the sellout than what we're talking <laughs> about on the radio. I am a media guy. I'm a marketing <laughs> exactly. guy. You know, but that, you know, the Charlie Barron story is pretty darn amazing. And that was not an overnight success. You have worked a long, long time, folks saving and investing and getting ready for retirement. That's what this show is about. And if we can help, our website is AnnexWealth.com. Derek Felsky is in our studio. Dave Spano is our president and CEO. And by the way, if you're listening to the show and you go to that Charlie Barron's, you should raise your hand and ask him if he's ever caught a muskie. That would be a really good question to ask. It was three, right? Uh, it three? Was, uh, his dad was in the boat, too. Oh, his dad was, all right. All right, so let's get, let's move on. Uh, we want to talk about houses. And you know, think about why we'd want to talk about that. The housing market. Market is just on fire, continues to be on fire. However, interest rates are going up. That means mortgage rates are going up, and mortgage rates up to 3.6% is possibly the reason why we're starting to see some of the some of the, the number of houses being sold slowing down. Or it could be a lack of supply, but either way, interest rates are part of the conversation. Well, and I did notice that lumber prices are back to the highs they made earlier this year during the height of the uh, supply shortages. So, you know, the sticker shock associated with buying a new home is also probably a factor as well. But historically speaking, when interest rates starts to rise, usually you see a rush to to borrow money and get into the housing market. We're looking at 20% year-over-year gains in some parts of the country, you know, places like Salt Lake City, et cetera. South Florida, 35%. Exactly. Well, you were telling me about that condo near... Well, no, but there's the, the in general the whole market is up is up 35 percent in Southwest Florida, but as a country, uh, up 16 percent around. So there's no question that interest rates are up and they're going to have something to do with that, and supply has something to do with that. So we're going to have to watch that story because if that slows down, I mean, we talked about risk at risk assets, and we talked inflation pushes up risk assets. That is real estate, and those are stocks. That's why even the equity markets are still a good place in an inflationary environment. Right. Particularly the value side, the cyclical, small cap value, mid cap value, those types of companies do tend to do well during an inflationary cycle. They also do well during a period when interest rates are rising, much more so than large cap growth stocks. But our, our thesis continues to be that we're going to see more moderate growth this year than we did last year, more moderate earnings growth than we did this year than last year. But that doesn't necessarily mean equities go down. It just means it's going to be a headwind that will curtail perhaps another 20% up here. And if you listen to this show and uh, if you know that we're Fed watchers and we actually were in live Fed watchers last week, Derek, when we saw the Chicago Fed president speak and really was just really kind of confusing. Yeah, I mean, you, we asked a question about, you know, money supply growth over the last 12 months. I mean, M2 is up over 30%. So it was kind of shocking to me that they did not anticipate inflation becoming a problem because you just can't throw that much liquidity in the system and expect and not to lead to some inflationary pulses. Five trillion more was put in, into the markets. Did you ask that question to him? 
Were you escorted? Were you escorted out? I don't want to take your credit for it. All right. It is Dave Spano, our president and CEO at Annex Wealth Management. Again, every Thursday afternoon between 4 and 5, we visit with you and we dig in deep on some pretty technical stuff when Dave and Derek discuss the markets. But then we talk about planning stuff like like Jill just now with the state planning and how to make it easier for your trustee to carry out your wishes. We're about to talk to Dennis Johnson, our branch director at Annex Wealth Management. What if you like working? What are the benefits of working longer? I got a buddy at church. The guy's 70, 72. He wants to keep going because he just loves it. And then we're going to talk about Roth conversions. Sometimes it can be confusing. Are they right for you? We walk hundreds of our clients through it every single year. We're going to talk about that. That's all coming up right here on the Annex Wealth Management Show, WHBY. Custom tailored investment and retirement planning from a fee-only fiduciary. Know the difference. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management. There's lots and lots of talk about early retirement. If you can, why not? But what about those who like doing what they do? Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older. But Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Do And they're in no hurry to pull the plug. Dennis Johnson is branch director at Annex Wealth Management Appleton. That's what we're going to talk about. Hey, Dennis. Hi. Good afternoon, Danny. So you work with a number of clients who are in retirement, but also plenty who are still working. And there must be some who are quite content to keep going. Yes, we do. And it's amazing. You know, there's a lot of people who say, you know, I just enjoy the people I work with. I need purpose. You know, I don't have much to do after retirement. So, yeah, they just keep plugging away and, and they're very happy doing it. And I'm glad for them. Let's run through some of the reasons why working longer is just fine. And in many cases, a pretty good idea. And the first is you can make a delayed Social Security claim. Yes, you can. Now, there's a lot of rules here. And quite frankly, you need to sit down with Annex and get a better handle on how that's all done, because there's different parts parts of the equation here. There's a lot of pieces of the puzzle. So you can start your Social Security anytime up until age 70. And the beauty of that sometimes is that between your full retirement age, and for some people that's anywhere from age 66 to 67, depending on when you were born, you can earn an additional 8% on that check. I mean, it's pretty nifty. But 
we have to look at the other side. It's not just cash flow. What's really important here is we also have to look at what is the tax scenario? How is that going to affect you if you're taking that pension or if you're taking whatever other income you may have? You know, you need to look at how is this going to really affect you? A lot of people haphazardly just start it for the sake of starting it and don't look at the total picture. Another reason people might want to keep working is having a regular paycheck means you can save and you can invest longer. (laughs) Yeah, you know, having that regular paycheck does give people a lot of comfort because, you know, not only do you have that paycheck coming in, but you also are able to continue with some 401k contributions, maybe even some IRA contributions, where Uncle Sam's going to help you along with your employer with their match. You know, they're going to help you to save. If you're not quite where you want to be with your savings, that's kind of a, a nifty way of looking at things. We're with Dennis Johnson, branch director at Annex Wealth Management Appleton. So much talk about early retirement, but what if you like working? We've got a list of reasons why that might be a great thing. Next up is you can continue getting employee benefits. Exactly. So it's not just the salary. It's not just the 401k, but some folks have are in an ESOP situation, an employee stock option plan. And they may also also have other benefits such as health insurance. Uh, Student loan reimbursement, gym memberships, not everybody has these. Uh, Depending on how high up you are on the scale, you may have access to some company cars. You know, you've got some different things that are going to be helping you to offset your expenses before you actually do retire. So these generous benefits are not something to be taken lightly. And we need to put them into a financial plan and see what the actual outcome is. And what's the benefits? What's the disadvantages? What are you going to gain? What are you going to lose? So it's very important that a plan be in place for that process. Final thing we'll talk about for the list of reasons, it might be just fine to keep working. If that's what you want, you won't have to rely on savings as long. Exactly. You know, when you retire and the cash flow is needed, whether it be for, you know, pay the cell phone bill, the electric bill, the water bill, uh, you know, and a little trip here and there, buy a car occasionally. There's all these different things and expenses that are cropping up that where do we get the money? What's the distribution process? And so we need to be looking at what strategy should we be taking to identify what is the best way. So when you retire, uh, you're no longer no longer going to have that paycheck. You know, we're going to have to start taking monies from someplace. You got to eat. So we're looking at either, you know, the Social Security combined with taking monies out of non-qualified accounts or maybe dipping into our pre-tax monies, monies in the 401k or traditional IRAs. But nonetheless, we need to be identifying where is the best place, what is the right strategy, and more importantly, what I want to summarize here, Danny, is called the distribution plan. Everybody needs to have that accurate distribution plan. Why are they taking monies from what position and why? Dennis mentions plan. If you don't have a plan and you still want to keep working, you need a plan, and we can do that. For investment, retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning, as a fee-only fiduciary, know the difference. Our website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Start the wealth metric process. Dennis Johnson, Branch Director, Annex Wealth Management, Appleton. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thank you, Danny. It's time for Ask Annex. One of my favorites. This is where the mailbag is wide open and it exists at AnnexWealth.com. You click the Ask button. We get back to everybody. I'll tell you this. You don't have to be a client to ask a question. And they come in from all over the place. There's some that are very, very complex. Some that are very, very simple. Everybody gets a reply. Some people say, don't use me on the radio. Other people say, yeah, I'm I'm game for that. And that's what we're going to do. And this is a, we we got a list of some pretty technical questions. So here we go. All right. This 
one is from Chuck. Will policymakers really tighten significantly? So let's, but before we answer that, I mean, I think, Derek, it's always good to try to decode the question. Right. Well, again, you know, when we're talking about tightening rates, we're talking about the Fed funds rate, not the 10-year Treasury, and that's an important distinction. The other thing is, like, if you think back to the 1950s and the 1960s, coming out of World War II, we had very high levels of debt to GDP, and we took care of it basically by generating negative real interest rates, which is where we are currently. Well, that's monetizing the debt. I mean, we well, and I talked about this some time ago. That's what, that's what they're doing. I know it. They I have every that. incentive to do it. They say they're worried about inflation, but deep down, they want to get that result. So what could happen in this situation, of course, is the Fed could do all of these things, could attempt to slow that down inflation. Then you get a taper tantrum, if you will. Does the Fed then change course because they are watching the markets as well? Well, we saw that in 2018 when Powell came in and said he didn't really care if the equity markets fell. Well, they fell 18 percent and he backed off. (laughs) So, again, the Fed is going to respond to developments in the data, and sometimes they create the data themselves. Exactly. So, and again, we talked about this earlier in the show, the Fed reacts to facts and circumstances uh, that are in front of them, which is really looking backward. We're going to have to see how the economy reacts going forward throughout the next six months. This is Ask Annex on the Annex Wealth Management Show. Know the difference. It's one team, one plan, one fee. Our website is AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Get Wealth Metric. More than a portfolio review, it'll answer some important questions. How am I doing? And most importantly, what am I missing? Again, AnnexWealth.com. This one is from Ed. Would you agree that the 10-year Treasury yields at 1.78 make no sense in today's environment? <laughs> well, I think it is. It's kind of madness. If you think we're running inflation right now at around 6% to be getting 1.78 for a 10-year bond, that's essentially the return you're going to get over 10 years. And so that's a negative real rate of return. As an example, you know, Greek debt is trading at 2%. I wouldn't loan money to the Greeks at any price. <laughs> of course, unless it was Giannis, and he's, he's worth it. But, you know, you have to talk about, for sure, the fact that the 10-year Treasury and inflation have been moving in sidestep for decades and decades, and that's the reason why it doesn't make sense. Ask Annex got a question for us. Our website, wide open at AnnexWealth.com. Look for the Ask button, and while you're there, check out the Know the Difference checklist. There's a significant difference between financial advisors. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management, a fee-only fiduciary. This one is from Barry. Could it be that the bond market is pricing in a significant growth slowdown? Look, some people have said that the market has been driven by the fabulous 10 stocks, and that, and that is very much true. But when you think about the balance sheet of consumers, they have accumulated over $34 trillion in capital gains since the, the pandemic began, which is more than one and a half times GDP. Mm-hmm. So as I referred to earlier, if they were to spend simply 15 to 20% of that, that would keep the economy on a very firm note. So I think that we are going to see a growth slowdown because, let's face it, we're, we're anniversary a shutdown economy. And the comparisons next year will be tougher. And that does lead to some multiple compression, but earnings growth should be strong. And that's the reason why you have to look, of course, at the earnings and not just the earnings multiple, because that's where you could get some pullback. You look at the NASDAQ, for example, Derek, and it has had a rough start, but it looks like it's trying to bottom out. And that's why we're watching individual names as well. You talked about you know just a few names moving the markets, but uh, it could become much broader going forward. Right. And you refer to it kind of as a washing machine. You know, things are just moving around in the washing machine so money comes out of tech but it goes after energy stocks financial stocks i even saw the casino stocks were up really big on friday now that surprised me so you look at casino stocks and you look at people that are going to start getting back out as apparently covid begins to hit a peak 
not only in Europe and in Africa, but here in the United States. Dave, you're in front of a lot of business owners. Things like this, I'm sure, are on their mind. But what are they doing just day in, day out? What are they worrying about? I mean, you've got restaurant owner right. friends. I mean, right. it's, it's tough. Yeah, there's two things that they worry about. Number one, of course, is what will be the reaction if this virus becomes more virulent. And number two is where am I going to get the next person to come to, to work for us? I mean, that's really a concern. Really, we've had a couple of waves, right? It's like one more one more punch, and it's going to be tough for some of these folks. Investment, retirement planning, tax planning, estate planning, that's what Annex Wealth Management does. And we answer your questions. You've got one for us. Head to AnnexWealth.com. Look for the Ask button if we can help, and I know we can. Click that Get Started button. Start the process called Wealth Metric. Back in a bit, Annex Wealth Management Show on WHBY. Planning and investment insight from a fee-only fiduciary. And we put that in writing. Know the difference. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management? You hear a lot about Roth IRA conversions, and that's when you take a taxable distribution from a traditional IRA and you convert it to a Roth IRA. And that is way too simple of an explanation. Is it right for you? As always, it depends on your situation. Eric Strom is financial planning manager and a CFP at Annex Wealth Management. Hello, Eric. Hi, Danny. Tom Burkholz is a CFP and financial planning specialist at Annex Wealth Management. Hey, Tom. Hey, Danny. Eric, how about a quick definition of how the Roth IRA came to be? How would I operates compared to a regular IRA? Well, Roth IRAs are relatively new. They were introduced in 1997, named after Senator William Roth. Here's how they work, Danny. You actually don't get a tax deduction when you put money into a Roth IRA. That's what makes it different from the traditional. But once you have the money in there, it grows tax-free. And if you play by the rules, it actually comes out tax-free as well. And that's why financial planners like them so much. Do you find that people, when they're younger, don't want to pay that tax now? They are gonna they push it down the tracks. And isn't that why we're kind of in this situation? Yeah, actually, I think you're right. Yeah, we do see that. Tom, what's the rule of thumb when deciding to do a Roth conversion? Or is that way too broad of a question? Well, a generic rule of thumb is simply a question of, do you think between now and your death... Will taxes be higher or lower? If the answer is higher, many people choose to pay the taxes now, lock in today's rates with a Roth conversion, and insulate themselves from future tax rate hikes. But you know what's interesting? A lot of clients have told me, if I could just go back in time, I would have invested more into my Roth. But the reality is, like Eric mentioned, the Roth was created in 1997, and even today, a lot of 401ks don't even offer a Roth option. That is some of the appeal of a Roth conversion because it's not about what happened in the past. It's about what you can do today to alleviate future taxes. I believe you're somewhere in your 20s. Do you fight this battle? I do. Personally, I, I try to establish tax diversification now. So in the future, I'm in a good spot. I think you're smarter than the average bearer. Eric, is there a possibility that tax rates rise? How does it affect the conversation about the conversion? Well, first of all, we already know that tax rates are rising. Because at the end of 2025, the lower tax rates that we've had from the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act are expiring. So we know already tax rates are going up. However, a lot of people think we're seeing all this new spending. We're seeing the debt of the nation increasing. And with all of that, we might see higher tax rates in the future. And that absolutely affects the conversion discussion. Because if you think tax rates are going to be higher, that's what makes a conversion more appealing today. And what's that saying about death and taxes, right? We, we know those two things will happen. Yes, we That's certainly right. do. Talking about Roth conversions and how we approach them on behalf of our clients at Annex Wealth Management. Tom, what's a ballpark? I'm curious, how many Roth conversions do we do in a typical year? 
Yeah, we do hundreds of conversions for our clients every year. And usually the goal is the same. It's tax diversification because just like how investors want diversification in a portfolio with stocks and bonds and potentially other assets, additionally, a portfolio in theory should have proper tax diversification as well. What I mean by that is a portion in taxable assets, a portion deferred pre-tax, and some tax-free. But really, to answer your question, something I really pride myself on the financial planning team here at Annex is we take a very comprehensive, detail-oriented approach to Roth conversion. So we're not giving blanket advice that you should always do this or never do that. We really let the math tell us what makes sense. Eric Strom is financial planning manager and a CFP at Annex Wealth Management. Tom Burkholz is a CFP and financial planning specialist at Annex. Is there potential for unintended consequences with Roth IRAs? I mean, does that affect Medicare premiums, things like that? Yes, and it's it certainly does affect Medicare premiums, as one example. And I will say that the unintended consequences, that's almost why Tom and I and others have a job, because it's so darn complicated. You mentioned Medicare premiums. Your Part B and Part D Medicare premiums depend on your income. So if you start voluntarily accelerating taxes into this year with a Roth conversion, that can really up your Medicare premiums. And then there's other obstacles as well. There's net investment income taxes, an example. That's an extra tax that higher income earners can face. So we are always trying to navigate all of those different obstacles in addition to the tax brackets themselves to decide about conversions. Tom, how about clients who have already begun taking Social Security benefits or required IRA distributions? Do Roth conversions have an effect there? Great question. Like a lot of things in finance, it depends. A Roth conversion can really be thought of as artificially receiving more income because you're paying the taxes on it. So someone with income from these other sources do have to weigh the pros and cons of potential consequences of a conversion in any given year, like Eric was alluding to. Another big thing is tax torpedoes. So sometimes if you do a Roth conversion, you subject your Social Security to additional taxes or even bump your capital gains rate up or phase yourself out of certain tax credits you want to receive. So it's really good to get a customized calculation for every tax year before completing a Roth conversion. And we'd like to help you through that process, folks. We sure do it for our clients for investment and retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning. We do it as a fee-only fiduciary. Know the difference. The website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Start the wealth metric process. Tom Burkholz, CFP and financial planning specialist at Annex Wealth Management. Thanks for your time. My pleasure. And Eric Strom, financial planning manager and CFP at Annex Wealth Management. Thank you. Thanks, Danny. Annex Wealth Management Show, WHBY, Thursday, January 20th. Hey, quick reminder, uh, every single Sunday, we publish something called the Axiom. It's an absolutely free weekly newsletter, very informative, lots of fun to read, a quick read. Uh, If you'd like to sign up for that, you don't have to be a client. Just head to our website, AnnexWealth.com. But while you're there, click that Get Started button. We'd like to line you up for 2022 and beyond, get you to the retirement that you desire. If you're working with somebody else, listen, there's nothing wrong with having a second opinion. You're just starting out. We've got a place for you as well. So again, AnnexWealth.com. Derek Felskier, Chief Investment Officer, is in the studio. So is Dave Spano, our president and CEO. Thanks, Danny. You know, there's so many things that were happening last year that made people rethink what they were doing. And a lot of small business owners had sold their businesses last year, and they came in and go, I have this big bucket of money, and what am I going to do with it? Because it's taxes, estate planning. And a lot of this thinking came from a number of reasons. In my opinion, one of them was the change, a potential change in tax law. And people were running to the door trying to get in under the wire. Well, there was no tax change. 
I think COVID, uh, Derek, had something to do with that. People have to look in the mirror and say, do I have a succession plan? Because they knew people who were getting sick. And then third is just really an economic decision. Can I scale up? Should this be my time to uh, go put dip my toes in the sand and so on and so forth? So there is a lot of that happening right now as well. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, and it's always kind of a little daunting when you see the, the S&P do what it did in uh, twenty. 2020 and then 2021, you know, you feel like you missed the boat. It's up a ton and, and so on and so forth. And how can it go up so much with the economy still remaining sluggish? And what we always say to people is the economy and the stock market are two different creatures. They respond to different patterns. There's fear and greed involved oftentimes with the stock market, whereas a business just kind of chug, chugs along. And that's one of the things we do with our clients is we behaviorally coach them so that they can sleep at night, but also participate in an opportunistic way. Well, and you think about, you know, a cub business owner in in the valley and you think about an S&P 500 company traded on the exchange. I mean, they're different, different worlds altogether. Well, could you imagine if every time you went home at night, the value of your home was displayed right, right on the front lawn? Exactly. That and would shake you, you up a little bit from no, time to there's time. There's no doubt. All and I so, got is a bird feeder. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, all of this goes into the planning. And really, there are going to be changes. You know, we see what the estate planning laws are, and some of them are set to sunset. And so we're going to need to watch that. We're going to still talking about Build Back Better. And in there are tax changes. And of course, course, as Derek just alluded to, there's so much of uncertainty in the markets. You know, we'll have to see what happens with China and Russia and the Federal Reserve and all of these things could make going it alone very, very difficult. We have a deep team, estate planning lawyers, CPAs, PhDs, CFAs, you know, and you get access to that whole plan. And that is what's really so important. And that's why we designed Wealthmetric. If you walk the headquarters at Annex Wealth Management, you'll see lots of teams sitting and talking and brainstorming and going over cases. You go into the conference rooms, you're going to see clients with our wealth managers talking about their future and what they what they really want to do. And, and I, think, I think that's the biggest thing is we're going to meet our clients wherever they are. We're not going to come in and say, here's your plan. And by the way, what are your circumstances? And it's more the opposite. It's like, what is it that you want to do? You want a, a second place? Do you want to do something for the grandkids? Or do you want to just step into it? And we see that a lot too. Say, maybe I just want to continue to go to work. I still want to participate, but not at the same level. And so maybe, you know, can I take a, you know, take a step into retirement and not have to work five or six days a week? These are the conversations. Then we do something which is really cool is we put it up on a screen screen and we show, say, what if I do this? What if I do that? What if I buy a place in Florida, a cottage up north? And we put that in and that's the interactive part, which is really slick. That's holistic wealth planning. It sounds kind of new age, but you know what? It's not. It's where the rubber meets the road. Annex Wealth Management does investment and retirement planning, tax planning and estate planning. The most important thing, folks, we do it as a fee only fiduciary. We've been doing it a long time in Wisconsin. We'd love to help. 2801 Eastern Enterprise Avenue is where we're at in Appleton. Otherwise, head to our our website, AnnexWealth.com. For Derek and Dave, I'm Danny. We'll see you in a week. Go, pack, go. Annex Wealth Management Show, WHBY. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 